Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm going to be giving you three tips to manage your emotions in business. When we talk about emotional management and emotional regulation, I mean, the strategies are pretty across the board, regardless of what context you put it in. But it's interesting what happens when we are in business, especially when we're entrepreneurs and we have our own business, maybe we're in sales we tend to get a bit funny and we tend to blur some lines. So this is going to give you just some understanding around how you can position yourself in terms of your emotions so that you can get the best out of your business and you don't have to feel so triggered. Okay, so number one is we want to separate our identity from our business or product. I mean, that seems so obvious. For example, when we go to work, if you're working for a company, let's say you work for Rio Tinto or you work for GE or you work for L'Oreal, you work for a big company, there is a sense of obligation to do your job and there is a disassociation from taking personal offense when someone doesn't want your product. I mean, what if someone doesn't want the lipstick at the Chanel counter and you work at the Chanel counter, it's kind of like, okay, great. But when it's your own product and when you are selling a product, what tends to happen is we take personal offense. Like this person is saying no to us and the person is not saying no to you. The person is saying no to the product. And it's so important that we disassociate ourselves and our identity from our brand or our product. Because when we become so personalized with it, when it becomes a part of who we are, we get emotional. And business shouldn't be emotional. Of course, we can leverage our emotions. We can harness the right emotions to get the results that we want, but we shouldn't be emotional. And we do tend to become emotional if we see ourselves as one with the brand. So you either have a business or you sell a product. Just remember, you are a separate identity from that. And when someone says no, thank you to your product or your opportunity, they're saying no, thank you to the product or opportunity. It don't make it about you because when you make it about you, it you're going to put, you're going to bring a different energy about it. You're going to bring a nervous energy about it. And that's not going to help you succeed in business. You bring in professional energy, a very grounded energy, a very confident energy in your product or service. It's kind of like you'd be crazy not to have this look. It's up to you. This is what I have to offer. 
and you let them make that decision. But when it's rooted in, oh my gosh, this is a part of me, it's connected to my self-worth, you're going to bring in all kinds of funky energy and it's not going to work out well. So number one is separate yourself from your product or service. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't love it and you're not a raving fan and all of the things. You can be all of those things and still not make it a personal thing and identify with your product or brand. Number two, this is so important, is to know your business triggers. Okay, so I'm always going to advise that you know your triggers across the board. Like, are you someone that gets really angry when someone cuts you off? Are you... And are you someone that gets triggered when someone is rude to you? Or what are those specific things that trigger you? Now I want you to look at what specifically in business triggers you. Is it when someone criticizes you? Is it when you're put on the spot? Is it when you don't know the answer? Is it when someone says no? Is it when a team member does something? I want you to think about what are those things that specifically trigger me? Now, it's important to note too that if you're like all of the above, all of the above triggers me, then I would say that there is some work to do around your emotional regulation. Because yes, of course, we all have triggers, but they shouldn't all set you off. So if they're all setting you off and you're not making movement in your business, that's why. You're not making movement because you are so right now a victim of your emotions Everything is triggering you. And this is what's so beautiful about business. Aside from becoming a parent, this is the biggest personal development uh, journey you can ever be on is to become an entrepreneur because you do have to face your fears. So if you're someone that is highly triggered, if you are someone that is highly sensitive, or if you're someone that is easily offended, this is an opportunity for you to grow some thicker skin and to realize that, hey, you know what? It's not just you going through this. Everybody goes through the same challenges in business. Everybody here is new. Everybody has conflict. Everybody has customers complain. Everybody has product return. Everybody goes through it. So it's about how you're going to manage it. And like I said, if you're saying, Mars, I'm a trigger, all of them, all of, all of the above, and then I've got some more that I can share with you. It's like, okay, well then we need to learn how to regulate those emotions in our body. And there's some deeper work to do. But at the same time, once you have, you have awareness around what your triggers are, the reason that this is so powerful and empowering is because let's say you, you tell me, Mars, one of my big triggers is when someone says no. I just don't know what to say. It just puts me on guard and I don't know how to respond. I just feel so triggered. Okay, good. So now that you know that that's a trigger, the next time it happens, you can pause and be like, this is a trigger of mine. And that just awareness, it sounds so simple, but that awareness of you identifying and even verbalizing in your mind, oh, that's a trigger for me, creates a separation between you and the emotion the problem is a lot of us are doing our businesses without creating any separation between us and our emotion. So when we feel that emotion of rejection or whatever it is, whatever that emotion is that comes up for us, we become that emotion because it feels big, it feels real, and it feels urgent in our bodies. But if we could remember to be like, yep, that's trigger, right away your brain knows what to do with that you know that you are having an unrealistic response to somebody saying no. No is part of every single business. 
It's like you have to have the nose to get to the yes. So by reminding yourself that, oh, that's a trigger, you've created space and you've bought yourself power, right? There's so many quotes, there's so many teachings, even spiritual teachings around, you know, in that space between the trigger and the response, that's where your power lies, right? So if we can create a separation between you and your emotion and you de-identify from your emotion, you just took your power back. That emotion has lost its control over you. This is the importance of understanding what our triggers are. And so when I'm saying, babe, like it's so basic. If you can just create these little pattern interrupts throughout the day, you're going to gain so much control back in your life and in your business. Okay. Number three, I mean, this is so obvious, but do not respond when you are emotional. This is so important, but at the same time, respond. Okay. So sometimes we tend to go from one extreme or the other. We either tend to be quite confrontational and we want to prove our point, or some of us become completely avoidant and go into fawn trauma response where we're just like, we don't want to say anything. We go into people pleaser mode. Neither of those are going to serve you in your business. You need to address the problem, but you need to address the challenge at the appropriate time. So if someone says something to you, whether it's your team member or your boss or sends it in an email, whatever you do, do not fire back an email. This is like the worst thing that you can do. Number one, an email is permanent. Okay. You're going to forever have that email hanging over you. So don't respond when you are upset. One of my earliest bosses who she was an amazing mentor of mine, she always told me, um, if you have to respond via email, create a draft email and don't put a two, don't put an email address. Cause you could accidentally, cause we're, we'd be sending so many emails a day that you just hit send because that's a natural thing for you to do. She's like, create a whole new email. Don't put an email at the top, write and blast off what you need to put it in your drafts and then come back to it later. So maybe you're not really using email in your business. Maybe you do like you're in your DMs and someone's DMing you. Maybe you're in a team chat or something and someone says something and you just feel like you want to be defensive. Do not do that. You are a leader. Okay. And leaders neutralize. We don't amplify negativity. So what you want to do is you hop onto your notes app and you just write what you need to write. And then you need to give it some time. If you are at all still upset and emotionally charged, do not send that message. Do not send that message. And if you're doing voice notes, avoid voice notes until you are fully regulated. If someone can sense like an emotional tone in your voice, we're not ready to send that voice note. Because you need to bring a level of neutrality. Not only is it leadership, it's just good business. You just don't bring this um, like big energy, this amplified energy of like aggression or passive aggression or any of that to your customers or to your boss or to your colleagues or team members. We just don't need any of that. And that is not going to serve your business. And you do not want to have a reputation as someone who's emotional and who is reactive. That is not attractive at all. So... What we want to do is create some space. If you need to write it down, if you need to get it out, go and do that. And then when you feel like 
it's appropriate to send it, then send it. But what you'll find some of the time, if you are reflective enough, and if you are wise enough, you will realize that sometimes no response is the best response. Sometimes it doesn't serve you to prove your point. I think one of the most powerful things that women can do is say nothing. And I talk about this a lot in terms of your romantic relationship, but we don't need to be combative. Now, if you need to address something because it needs to be addressed because it's, you know, it could be a future problem or it it just has to be addressed, then go ahead and address it. But do it in the most eloquent and graceful way that you can, keeping it so professional and concise. And that is an art. It is an art because people like be blasting all this stuff and you're just like, whoa. But if you have to do that, okay, if you feel like you this warrants a response, you have to respond. Otherwise, drop it. There is, t- I think probably like the most proud moments that I've had in business have been times where I didn't respond because, as you know, I'm 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 quick <laughs> and. Back in the day, I used to I used to like to be right because I was in my ego. I liked to be right. I knew I was smart. I knew that I had the data, and so I would be. When someone would say something to me, I would feel the ego in me like I'm just gonna correct them because no, I don't want to look stupid. And it's like, do you need to prove your point, or do you want to move on with grace? Okay, and. At the end of the day, sometimes just conserving a relationship, whether it's in your team member, like not telling your team member that they did a wrong thing or not, you know, not creating a bigger thing out of something is sometimes one of the most powerful things you can do for your business. So I'm going to recap those again in terms of how to manage your emotions around business is number one is just recognize that you and your business, two different things, mama. Okay. You can love your business. You can be the biggest advocate for your business, but don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. If your job was to follow up and to, to call your clients and you are working for like a hardware store and your boss was like, you need to call these 10 people because they haven't got back to us. You would have zero emotions about it. Zero. But sometimes, most of the time, when you know I tell my team members like, hey, follow up with this. People get funny. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to. No, you're being professional. Take your emotions out of it. Pretend that you are working for name the company and this is your job. You are being paid to do this. You wouldn't think anything of it. And that's why we need to just take our emotions out of it. Okay. They are not saying no to you. They're saying no to the product. You are not the product. Number two, know your triggers. Okay. Know them, know what your business triggers are. Obviously know your triggers outside in life as well. It's going to be so helpful for you. This is like literally one of the best ways to step into your power, but know your triggers and then remind yourself of that knowing when you are triggered. And that's going to create just enough space to separate you from that emotion. And when we create the tiniest little bit of separation between us and the emotion that we are feeling, the fear, the anxiety, the whatever, oh my gosh, the emotion loses its momentum. 
because it doesn't take a lot for us to create momentum, especially negative spiral in our emotions. So if we can be quick enough and have that awareness to be like, oh, that's a trigger, boom, you have taken your power back. Okay. You create a very conscious pause and then you respond from there. And number three, do not respond when you are feeling emotional. Take the time to draft something on your own. Maybe you don't even end up sending it. Choose your response. And if you are going to be engaging with someone, like let's say you have to get on on a call with them, practice active listening. The problem is as soon as there's like an emotional like charge there and we have some kind of conflict, everybody wants to prove their point. And that's not you because you're a leader and you're a neutralizer. So you're going to go in with active listening skills. You're going to be listening to understand and not listening to respond. You're not there to prove your point. You're there to come up with the best solution because why? Number one, you're a good person. Number two, because that's what it requires of you to succeed in business. Business is about people. If you can't get along with people, you're screwed. We need to show up as empowered leaders. We need to show up as conscious leaders. We need to show up as emotionally intelligent leaders. And we need to show up like we actually give a F about our teams and our customers. And we have to always come from a place of service. And if you come from there and you can manage your emotions, you will succeed in business. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.